Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. the podcast where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything i'm your host kelsey dara and i'm your co-host zach noe towers you can also just say it also your host yeah does co-host sound better i do I, introduce you as my co-host yeah i don't even know what the semantics are there like okay. is it the same thing we're co-hosting yeah okay. i also like to think that you have me in this like probationary period where you're like <laughs> dance We're monkey and see, yeah, see how it goes 90 first 90 days either party can cut ties <laughs> um can you imagine if we did and we just ended our friendship also i think i had a dream oh <laughs> i think i had a dream where you told me it wasn't working out and i think i woke up going did that conversation really no, happen i would never i would also rather it not work as a podcast but still do it and like hang out with you and be friends same then I look forward to coming over yeah. here. Oh, like, good. And okay. we're scheduled. Hey, we're both drinking energy drinks today. <gasps> is yours the Aloha? Alani new. Alani. I'm drinking Celsius. As always. What flavor is that? Green apple cherry. Can I try it? Yes. Okay. Here's t- live taste test. So they do not pay me at all, but I am going to plug this. Oh, shit. It's that's so good. good. See, mine just tastes like chemicals compared to yours now. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Hers tastes like, and I've said this from the beginning, the syrup in snow cones. Mm. Mine is so much better. I can't even handle it. Yeah, it is. And it's no fructose cone, corn cone syrup. syrup. Cone syrup. No it's acetate, cone. no preservative. <laughs> anyway, this, this one for a 12-pack is only $21 on Amazon right now. I joined some, I saw on, t- this is my TikTok taught me, my TTTT. I'm doing it early. I did a TTTTT that was a guy saying if you bought or drank celsius between <gasps> this year and this year I, i'm part of that class action suit yeah and i think i'm gonna get like 20 bucks i you're gonna get 20 bucks yeah right i yeah i literally sent receipts from all of the oh the my packs. god yeah. i sent like five or six yeah. receipts in from amazon anyway if you have no idea what we're talking about it's cool you're not here for that you're here because of the title baby this week's episode i am so excited about because it's not just like diving into a topic that i'm i'm very jazzed to have a specific conversation on yeah but also because i have so much to update you on i forgot <laughs> that you said that yesterday I, I and i'm so sometimes i get jealous when people say things like that of what i'm like oh she's living life okay, and i'm said over that here last just week. like i literally have like a uti i'm not living life <laughs> but i find myself not texting you things during the week because i want to wait for Save the podcast it. so i'm like yeah. fuck i want to tell him but i'm waiting yeah okay this episode is all about Sex drive, baby driver, boom, boom, <laughs> fast and furious. Oh, all of them together. <laughs> that was my theme song. Um, if you are here because of the title, uh, this episode is for you. If you feel like, do you and your partners have mismatched sex drives? Mm. Do you feel like you have a problem getting there? and Or you have no problem getting there but can't orgasm? Do you have a problem getting, getting there, there but once you're there... You're coming all over the place. Uh, do you feel like you have a problem getting revved up? Getting there, staying there. Are you faking it? Crossing the finish line. Do you have too much sex? Are you never satisfied? Can you only orgasm or easily orgasm by yourself or the reverse? This is the episode for you. Um, but before we get into all of the crazy sciencey stuff about sex drive, I wanted to ask some fun questions. Oh my God. Okay. If your sex drive, Zachary Noe Towers, as today, uh-huh. was an animal, what would it be? A sloth. <laughs> like, very slow paced, but also cute and coveted. And a little scratchy. A little scratchy, but gentle. 
but gentle. Big claws. Big claws. Furry. Could you gouge your eyes out. Could gouge your eyes out. If any... you put it in a stressful situation. Yes. Um, How what about if, you? If, oh, today, right now? What'd you ask me? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, same question. Because <laughs> I, I was also going to ask, like, what was it? What did it used to be, like, at mm. your oh wildest? Oh, uh, cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that's so good Dangerous. i was just mine right now up. the only thing i could think of for mine right now is like a dog who when you scratch its belly and its leg is kicking and it's red rocketing yes that's me right now you're red rocket yes but maybe at like my my least <laughs> sexual drive would be like um a turtle a turtle it just pokes its head out when it needs some food or um, sunlight. <laughs> Hard shelled, soft belly. Yes. Terrified. Slow. Very slow. Oh, but also vicious. Like Wait, I'll snap. Can can draw blood. Yeah, don't don't stick your fingers in me because I'll bite you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if your sex drive right now was a fruit, what would it be? Hmm. I mean, my my sex drive is a fruit. Mine's a rambutan. That's not even real. <laughs> if you don't know what a rambutan is, it's a Thai, I think, or like an Asian fruit. And it's got like springy, spiky, soft things coming out of it. But it's like crazy on the outside. But when you open it up, it's like the most gooey, ooey, yummy, delicious, clear liquid, liquidy-ish okay. fruit. I guess mine maybe would be a pineapple. Because again, like kind of prickly exterior. <laughs> sour. It's sour. Pineapples are not sweet. Pineapple are one of the sweetest fruits. It gives me canker sores. Me too. I have to stop eating it. So did how you know, can you say that's sweet? Did you know it is sweet? I eat it's sugar by definition every day. sweet. Okay. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> we just had like a hard agree to disagree look at I each know, other. We're like, like moving like, on. Yeah. Pineapple. Um. It like it's one of the only fruits that has like a defense mechanism, and that. <laughs> It, it, it attacks your mouth. Like well, it's, it's I don't trying... want it that bad anyway. Okay, you're not that hot. What were you wearing? Um, if your sex drive today right now was a celebrity, who would it be? Roseanne Barr. Yeah, I was going to say Meryl Street. Oh, like, been there, done that. Been there, just gotten all the awards, all oh. the acclaim, all the <laughs> come and all the holes. And now she's just like, only doing things that like are fun mm. or like make her really happy. I'm Florence Pia. She's like on the up and up and Dude. like has a nose ring. She's in everything. Oh, that's a really <laughs> everything's in her. Yeah. <laughs> She's all over the place. Are you sexually attracted to Harry Styles? Oh, I'd 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 bone for sure. Yeah, I would too, but more just for the story. Yeah, more because I'm just like, what's that? It it's got to be like a you know an old '80s rock star where you're just like, what kind of sex do they have? Yeah, that's how I see him as is like, I just kind of want to know what it's like. But he seems also very grounded and connected. Like, yeah, he would kind sure. of like. <laughs> You don't think so? <laughs> no, he, of course he seems that way. Okay. <laughs> it's a perfectly manicured, curated image, right? Yeah. Anyway. um, Okay, so sex drive. Were those the fun questions? No, those were the fun questions. Nice. Did you have fun? So much. Okay. Um, The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I had a week. Go on. <laughs> I think I think in like an episode or two ago I kept saying like we need to have its own episode about sex drive because I am just like ever since my breakup that was seven months ago yeah I have been so fucking horny that I went to my gyno and like she wasn't available so I had her assistant and the I was like talking to the assistant and I was like no I think I need the doctor I think I need my girl and she was like she's like delivering a baby or something or like cutting cancer out of someone and I was like all right fine I'll talk to you yeah but I'm horny yeah and I need a doctor <laughs> and she was basically like she didn't think it was a problem at all and she was like oh you just got out of a relationship of course, of course. you're horny and I was like no you're not lit I'm this I is a I'm problem like you are was it getting in the way of like yes work and life and it stuff? still is and like it, it, it ebbed and flowed. So it, I bet it did. It, it flowed. <laughs> it would like normally take me by myself like five, ten minutes. It to bang was, one out. Yes, it was beginning to take thirty, forty, an 
hour. Wait, but one orgasm? Yeah. But were you intentionally delaying it? No. So it was getting harder to reach and I was having to do it more often and for longer. Whoa, wait, actually, this is like a conundrum I haven't heard of. Yes. We're super horny takes long time to come yes so it was I was all cluster fucked because I was like what's wrong with me that a I'm horny all the time and b that it's taking forever and I, I just kept going back to what is wrong with me what is wrong with me what is wrong with me so I went into researching this and I discovered a few books but my favorite one that I'm going to keep referencing pretty much this whole episode mm-hmm. is come as you are oh. by Emily Nagowski yes I've heard highly recommend it's it's geared towards fe- yeah women. people with vulvas but it can be for anybody um but this past week I went on a date on Sunday morning with a Literal father, my first ever father date, Mm -hmm. someone who had a 16-year-old son. Mm -hmm. We made out, but I was like, I can't bone because I have to go work. I had to go record a podcast. Yeah, with me. Yeah, with you. So I love this, like, putting the blame on Uh Zach Noe Towers. Then I called Sir to come over for a sex date. Okay. And he only had, like, an hour, so he came by. Had great sex, but I didn't finish, and okay. it was, like, fine. I was, like, N- I don't always finish every time, so it was fine. He left and then had to go somewhere, so he- I was, like, I'm so really horny. Went on Bumble, and I've never done this. I, like, matched with a guy and invited him over within, like, five minutes of chatting, and he was a 27-year-old model. And he banged you out? Yeah. Oh, my God! Zachary, I still didn't finish, so I kicked him out. It was like 1030 and then I stayed up till 130 a.m. masturbating and finally finished. Wow. Monday night, my ex-boyfriend, Jared, the DJ comes over. (laughs) I had no idea. I haven't been texting you. What I was in for when you said. So it was two in one day on Sunday. I did not hook up with Jared. We cuddled and we laid in bed and we talked about our past, but we decided it was better. We didn't. I actually told him about sir and he told me about like some people he's dating, mm-hmm. but it was more like just catching up because he's in town. Okay. Tuesday, bone out with sir. Uh-huh. Great stuff. Yeah. A plus. Did Always you- a good time. Finished. Okay. Wednesday. I go out on a date with a different guy because uh-huh. none of the girls want to do stuff during the week. They're always weekend girly. So I had to like I had to schedule the fucking dicks that during the week. <laughs> Wednesday, go out on a date with a guy who ends up being the ex-boyfriend of the girl that I banged who went out with, with Jared. Jared. Oh, my God. Yeah. I thought that only happened in like the gay community. This week. I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. My, I'm literally getting, I'm having a UTI from all the different sex and toys I've been using. Not even like a fun UTI. Like, oh, things are, it's a just been like a UTI. problem. Yeah. I have we, so many I know. questions. It started with a father. It ended with a UTI. First of all, doesn't it always? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. When you're horny. Uh-huh. What is your, like, lizard brain wanting? Okay, so there is literally a feeling Okay, that if I think about it or if I think about sex or if I think about anything, it is, like, above my ovaries but, like, just below my belly button. And I don't even feel it in my vulva vagina. It's, like, like up in my tum-tum area. The attic, the loft space. The (laughs) loft. And it is, like... If I don't take care of this feeling, I cannot function. So my lizard brain is literally like kind of frustrated. Like I just need to either have sex or But does masturbate. it want does it want um cum or penis or to release? It wants to release. And that's also something interesting I learned from Come As You Are is an orgasm. All it is is a spontaneous release of 
sexual feeling. So, like, for some people, you could, it doesn't even have to do with fluid. You could be, like, kissing and technically, scientifically have an orgasm. Okay. This makes sense. Sexual release. I've heard that there's, like, 27 different types of orgasms. Yeah. And that would explain that. Yeah. I had one while eating a cookie yesterday. (laughs) In uh, queer terms, that means a whole lot of a different thing, but... For you. In my terms, it just means a chocolate you chip enjoy. cookie. Okay, well, what about your wait, sex no, drive? Wait, no. <laughs> We're not probably going to get to me on this episode. To, I was trying to be like, what's your sex drive? Like, We'll get there. Okay, so with Sir, what uh-huh. percentage of the time do you finish? Oof. It de- Okay, so here's the other thing is that I have different levels of finishing. Okay. They're not all the same. One's like an internal, one's like an external. And one's literally like a different type of orgasm mm-hmm. than like what I call my level five, which is like can't hear out of my ears. Like I my blackout. Yeah, yeah, blackout. The blackout ones happen every single time by myself. Really? Rare, like rarely with a partner because it's it's a lot of work internally. Of course. I've heard that. Yeah. A lot. But I stopped faking orgasms years ago because it doesn't help anybody. Correct. So to get, I couldn't even like give you a percentage because it's like varying level. It's a spectrum. It's not a yes or no. It's not green button, red button. Okay. So yeah, it's like uh, levels. Like clean air, kind of dirty (laughs) air. Don't go outside. Yeah. You're polluted. (laughs) It's the apocalypse. Um, But I, I wondered how all of this related back to like the stuff I've learned and about like sex drive because I kind of went Jesus take the wheel on this this week I just I'm chalking it up to it's one of those weeks and I talked to my therapist about it and I was like I have this podcast where I talk about my life and I was telling her about all these sexual escapades I'd been having and I was like well you know I'm I might not have learned anything but at least I'll have content and she goes (laughs) that she said twisted ma'am she said that's a problem (laughs) and the lesson is that for sex drive and your sexual wellness she's like i wonder what you're trying to fulfill or avoid and are you you're giving me excuses rather than looking for understanding wow and i said bitch this is why you get the big bucks Wow. Because I kept telling her, well, it's because this or, well, I had done that or, but, and she was like, yeah, but what's the understanding of all of that? Sure. Like what's the deeper question? Yeah. And so I went, oh shit, bitch. Okay. This is going to be a deeper episode than I intended it to be. So this is all about sex drive and rewiring. I love it. I'm going to put on my miners hat and light (laughs) and we're going to go deep, 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 deep in my pussy. Well, I mean, metaphorically. (laughs) You've basically metaphorically been up my pussy a thousand times. Yeah, for sure. I saw Kelsey naked Ugh. the first day we met. Yeah. Um, On set. Changing. Yeah. I don't just. What if I people. was just like, it was at Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd believe it. Because um, I was still drinking back then. Can I ask a, a yeah. personal question? As if I wasn't <laughs> giving you the most <laughs> well, no, personal this is, information. This is, I think, something that people get shy about saying. Okay. But like. Um, Can I well, the, squirt? The first question, I literally, as a squirter myself, I don't <laughs> care if you can squirt or not. Um, it, okay, it's a two-prong question. Okay, I love prongs. Like, do you watch pornography when you're jerking? Yes. Okay, so then, what do you watch? Uh-huh. Slash, when you're thinking, mm-hmm. like, what are you thinking? Great question, Zachary. I have talked about this as, uh, in my group chat and a little bit on this podcast. This is a new thing that I've gotten really into. I used to never wear headphones. I oh, would is just this audio le- porn? Yes. And it that the scenarios you can find on it's like Reddit after a car accident and someone's like, yes, but like, like comforting you, yes. or like your birthday party went sour, and like just the most insane obscure shit. So that's a new thing that I'm. Discovering. Was that why it's taking you three and a half hours? <laughs> You're listening to like An the Lord book? of the Rings version of of. <laughs> Audio pornography? <laughs> no, that that's with visual simulation or not. But I've been really into that. Okay. And I usually, I would say majority of the time I do watch something or listen to something. But there have definitely been times where I don't. And I can just go into a weird Rolodex in my brain. But it's all over. the. It changes every day. 
there is some like tried and true stuff, but it stopped working when I was like, I just need to come. I yeah. Can't. And so it stopped. My tried and true stopped working. And so then I had to kind of like experiment and find new stuff. This is really fascinating to me. Stressful. That you have the physical urge, uh-huh. but it like also like it's it's hard to accomplish. I'm I can't wait to tell you why. I've, oh, you know? I've got fucking answers. You solved it. I solved the problem. Um so again, um everything that we have been taught about sexual desire and sex drive is a lie. Is a fucking lie. The idea that we're supposed to just like poof, be turned on. <laughs> you said poop. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there's no scat talk in this episode. Damn it. Um, Everyone skips to the next. Yeah, they're like, nah, I don't want to listen. Sorry. Okay. Um, but I figured what's the best thing to do with first place to start is at what is sex drive? Okay. Your brain has a pair of mechanisms, Zachary. Your brain? My Not brain. mine. You, you got all meat, no thoughts. <laughs> called the sexual excitation system or the cess okay and the sexual inhibition system or the cis okay there's a cis and a cess okay but we can also just call them the accelerators and the brakes so the accelerator (gasps) is the cess the inhib yeah okay so the accelerator notices all the sexy things in the environment and sends the signals that's like good yes turn on but at the same time that that's happening, your brain is also taking in all of the things that can be like, no, stop, turn off. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a horrid thought to be like masturbating and being like, what if your brain's like, stop it. You're you look embar- ridiculous right now. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see yourself. I was picturing more like me blackout drunk on like the dance floor at Fiesta Cantina, like. <laughs> backing my ass into like some dude who's like clearly not into it (laughs) oh my god my Um, sis like stayed home that night oh my god um so the process of becoming aroused how i just bit my lip as i said that (laughs) not sexually is the dual process of turning on the ons and turning off the offs and desire emerges when enough ons are on and enough offs are off for a person to feel motivated to pursue sexual stimulation. So there's two ways of thinking of this generally with most people. For some people, enough is a stray thought. You can be in the middle of work. Think about Men. partner's thighs. Yeah, you're walking through Trader Joe's. You see a, a banana the wrong way. You're turned on. <laughs> this is spontaneous desire. This is the fairy godmother myth that poof, she's just supposed to appear and make all your wildest dreams come true. Yeah. And turn you on and you're just ready and jazz ready to go. We all know people like that. Okay. Am I be being stereotypical by saying like gay men? Well, I was gonna say men. No, that's, that's pretty accurate. Myth. Oh, okay, yes. okay, okay, okay. For others, primarily women, it takes a more specific context and more explicit stimulation, like over time. So like an hour yep. of flirting, maybe some making now. He noticed my blank. Yes. He, yeah. He touched my hand at the party the right way uh, before the arousal, arousal crosses into the threshold of a desire. Most of us can experience both at different times. So it's an ebb and flow. Sure. Sometimes we're the fairy godmother on. Sure. Sometimes we're breaks. The second option, though, that we're talking about that takes longer is responsive desire. So you've got spontaneous. Uh-huh. We think men. We think gay men. Poof. We think poof. Uh, or responsive desire, which we think women. We want to kiss. We want to da-da-da-da-da. And while some of that is true, not all of it is, and there's a ton of stuff for us to unlearn. So I wrote down some myths first to start with. So the first myth, which I feel like is the biggest one, is that we learn that desire is just supposed to be spontaneous. Yeah. If you wanted it, you would just do it. Yeah. And if you're satisfied, you're satisfied. And like what we're discovering is like none of that is true at all. It is so much more complex than that. There's so many more wires. Sure. Would you say that you're responsive or spontaneous? That's a great question. My sex drive in life is like different. Now. It's very well. I was gonna say if we're talking MythBusters, <laughs> the whole show. concept of gay men being horny, 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 horny is a myth it's too. A myth, right? It's that 
we've been sexualized mm-hmm. or identified based on our sexual behavior. Yes. So it's like the first thing people think of. Like, and we think of oh. grinder hookups. And like, this is the thing too. And I've heard this, uh, this metaphor and I love it because I think there's a lot of truth in it that in sex, men are the gas and women are the brakes. Yeah. They say that in the book too. I kind of love that. Uh-huh. And I would say I'm like a healthy mix of both though. I can, I can turn my offs. No, that I can't really. It just depends. Like, I can be very spontaneous with sex, but I've noticed a trend that I don't like that I'm spontaneous. I'm so glad you brought. Th- it's gonna come back around, but I I'm gonna put a pin in what you just said. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. <laughs> I literally was like, "What? <laughs> Idiot!" She put a pin in it. Um. Next myth is that like just faking orgasm if you want to get it over with. But I like I said, faking an orgasm is not helping anyone. It's reinforcing. How hard is it to give someone a note, though, if especially if they've been nothing but like or they think they're doing a really good job and you have to be like, excuse me. See, that's the thing is like I have become stupidly good at it. Communicative. Good. Like I have had too much bad sex in my life. For so long. Yeah. That I said, no more. Listen. I think that's a difference too between like being a hole and I'm fucking a hole. one. Are the fuck I think I'm a side? hole. Sorry, sorry. Stereotypically. How dare you? <laughs> Other me in the whole community. But like for so long, I was just had sex with. Yes. And you're like, I will get through this. Yes. I will close my eyes and put myself <laughs> in a happy place. And I'm not supposed to enjoy anything. Whereas like men are supposed to come. Yeah. And but, it's over when guys do. Yeah. That's the end of it. Um, but it's not helping anyone to fake it. No. Um, okay. So with those two things being known, right? That like the myth that it's supposed to just happen spontaneously. And if you can't do it just fake it we try to fix this problem with a lot of really silly stuff right we try like sexy lingerie we like do like we were we're like it's just lube you just need more lube oh these are like band-aids yeah we're just like these are the things we're taught to do you get a toy yeah 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 like why don't you guys watch porn together which all of these things are great but we're not getting past the surface level shit yes um so some of these strategies might help this is like shadow work for your holes. There's the title. <laughs> shadow work for your holes. Um, planning sex is not unsexy. Yes. I actually think the opposite is true. That we just believe desire is supposed to be chaotically spontaneous. Like yeah. that to me is more unbelievable. That we're just supposed to have desires and want it every single time and succeed at and it like, every single no. time. Yeah. So but I'm, like, yeah. yeah. When having I'm, it like on Tuesday at four, yeah. you build up. You send the the dirty text yes. on Monday or Tuesday morning, yes. and then like you like maybe put a butt plug in. I'm now just speaking probably to the gay guys. <laughs> put a butt plug in like Personally, in the afternoon, yeah. like get all like, oh, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna get it. And then the second part B to that is to let go of any expectation of actually having sex or orgasm in those planned experiences. Love that. It's more about discovery, right? There's something about that. Um, It's like explorative touching without Poof. the seeking of an orgasm. Which for people that have responsive desire, that can be very helpful. Of course. Because first of all, you've taken the pressure off. Mm-hmm. I have to get to this thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, I'm just enjoying because we've been taught that there is a destination. Yes. And I want to go back to we're just driving aimlessly on a fucking open pasture. Yes. This is that from the last episode. Genuring or whatever. Wandering with a purpose. Oh. <laughs> but with naked bodies. Oh, my God. That's a real deep cut for confidants who like really pay attention. Well, it's not the right word, but okay. you know what I'm talking about. This one I wrote in all caps and I said read it again with exclamation points. A myth that we are taught that we need to reverse is that wanting is not greater than liking. Confidants, sober girlies, are you looking to cut back or cut 
without alcohol this year, come on, join me and Zach on our sober journeys. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. We've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like a lime margarita and a grapefruit paloma, so you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. That's right. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. Each can is lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like so many stress balancing adaptogens made with real fruit and only 25 calories or less. It's a guilt-free way to unwind. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make recess mocktails your drink between drinks or like me, your forever mocktail. I am so obsessed with the ginger lime mule and also the grapefruit paloma for spring. It's my favorite go-to weekend drink. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now, I know what you're thinking, Kelsey, when did you become obsessed with cowboy boots? Well, did you forget that I was raised in Florida? Are you forgetting I'm a little country girl by heart? I even wore my Tacovas recently when I went on a ski trip with my family to Colorado. I wore my white Tacovas when I went to the Taylor Swift concert. And if you didn't think you would need cowboy boots anytime soon, uh, might I remind you that Beyonce just dropped her little country album and you're going to need some Tacovas. Tacovas is my favorite boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to hair boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. And Tacova's is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples, trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, and they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to one of their stores, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So we are taught. I'm not going to take me 18 <laughs> days to understand what that means. <laughs> Sorry, I realized why I said it. I said this is the myth, but then I said it the other way. No, wait. So we are taught that yes. wanting sex uh-huh. is more important than liking sex. Wow. We are taught that the want is everything, that that's all the pressure, but we oh. never talk about if we like it. Yes. Like we put so much pressure on, do you want it? Are you turned on? Are your sex drives match versus are we even just focusing on do we, what do we like about sex and what we don't like about sex? You know what makes me so bummed about this? <laughs> it, <laughs> besides all of it. You don't have a boner? <laughs> um, is that, well, that, that like, this is um kind of opening my eyes. What you just said, I haven't heard before. And like, it did like, it was an epiphany moment. Oh, good, because like, I thought you were very confused. Oh, I, I am. Okay. But that's regular. Yeah. Um, But, like, I consider myself a very sex-positive person. Yes. So, like, if I'm learning something huge no. like that, like, I just feel like so many people yes. will probably go to their grave not liking sex. Yeah, or, like, I've hooked up with guys, too, who are, like, I'm focused on you, and, like, I don't... I want to please. Yeah, and that's oh okay. God, yeah. But it's also, like... Fuck, I don't even know how to have the conversation of like, well, I'd like to please you. T- you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like. Like what's behind that? Is yeah. it shame? Is it fear? Is it. But like sometimes it's just a kink and I'm like, oh, let's communicate that and just yes. discover that. I'm having a text, a sexual text conversation with a guy uh, that I met on field, which is like a sort of kink friendly app where like we texted and 
I was like, what's your name, by the way? Because I didn't get it from the app. It's just his initials. And he was like, actually, that's part of my kink. Like, I don't want you to know anything Anonymous. about me. And I was like, actually, one of my kinks is like kind of like. Knowing everything? No, <laughs> no like <laughs> just laying on the bed with a blindfold and not knowing anything. And so we're like leaning into that kink between each other that we might like plan something. I love it. Yeah. So we'll see how that turns out. Um, Are gay people allowed on field? Yeah. Do you know that for a it's fact? It's a lot of gay people on field. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it out. Maybe I will. Yeah. Um, I got invited to a play party in a couple of days that I'm sure we'll do an episode about. What play are they doing? <laughs> Othello. <laughs> Whole fellow. <laughs> Shakes pussy. Yes. Ah, damn, I tried. Um, King lesbian. Oh, that was a bad King Lear reference. Next point. You're doing great. Thank you. Everyone at some point will have mismatched sex drives. Yeah. Date or fuck someone long enough and you will realize that there is an ebb and flow. If you st- you stay matched for your entire sex life, great. You might meet someone who it it is mismatched. But that's like the number one question I always see written in on the podcast is like my partner and I have different sex drives. This is a problem. If you're forever matched, you may have died in a car accident <laughs> with your lover and a- you're in some sort Purgatory. of limbo. Yeah, because I don't think so. No. So like just knowing that this conversation is completely normal, that everyone goes through this at some point in their lives that are sexually active. Important. And may I know. just again pitch open relationships for Amen. this exact thing? It's like, babe, I would rather stick a fork up my asshole right now then get fucked please go slam a twink title of the episode (laughs) (laughs) that whole thing yes (laughs) um and then my last little caveat was also that not enjoying sex is totally okay like if you get anything from this episode is that you listen to the rest of what we have to say and you're like i don't identify with any of this that's also completely fucking okay not liking sex we're told again like we're taught we're supposed to but that doesn't make it fact biologically. Not like, so like, are you, is that like, are you talking to the asexual community? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like something's wrong with you if you don't like yes. sex. And it's also, totally it's okay. like everyone has a different definition of sex. So like, you're telling me sis. if your definition is getting your nipples, you know, clamped to a triple A battery Owie. and then like putting honey up your asshole. Ooh, delicious. Yes. Maybe that's your way of maybe sex. that's your maybe that's sex. Um, okay, so I've given us a list of problems and a list of uh, like semi solutions, but okay. now I'm ready to get down to like the nitty gritty direction of rewiring sex drive. So wait, are we using you as the example here, or do you we feel do how both. do you feel in this moment? Are you horny? Do you want to fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you've you been looking at my that crotch, Kelsey? The pillow over your deck. <laughs> Um, you said that so um, fearfully. No, I don't want to fuck you. But um, I feel okay. Okay. How do you feel? I feel, f- compared to you, I feel great. I have a UTI, but oh, that doesn't mean that's the not feeling isn't the- deeper. Oh, my God. Exactly. So that's when it becomes problematic that I'm, like, putting my health at risk. Wait, but, like, okay, so, but having acquired the knowledge from both your doctor and the internet.com, mm-hmm. do you feel like you have, like, uh, a trajectory oh yeah and i'm definitely gonna go to some slaw meetings <gasps> mm-hmm. sex love and addicts anonymous which i learned from zachary doesn't actually mean you only have to be addicted to sex or love nope. to go it's sexual anorexics it's compulsive behavior Masturbation it's addicts truly um okay so i labeled this section of like so how do we quote fix quote it mm-hmm. but you know fix that's not that's we don't like that. Yeah, we don't like that. How it's do I restructuring? Enhance. Enhance. Ooh, manage. Mm-hmm. How do I mansplain my sex drive <laughs> to myself? <laughs> exactly. So, step one is to know that despite gender expression or you know however you identify, bodies aren't as different as we think. So the genitalia structure what it does, the way that pleasure is received, inputted, and uh, exported is generally like falls under the same umbrella in terms of erogenous zones, like physical, like your genitalia, Okay, like okay. where, quote, pleasure excretes 
biologically. <laughs> <laughs> you got a leaky biological system? <laughs> Call Kelsey Dara. Call your local environmental <laughs> agent. Um, no, so just know that you're basically what I'm trying to say with this is like you're not broken. Okay. You're not untreatable. Like bodies aren't that different. I mean, yes, you might be like, I'm an internal girl versus external stimulation. But like at the end of the day, there is parameters we can put around desire sure. and pleasure to make something make sense. And then it's like a, a polarity thing where yes. it's like, I'm more this yeah. and less this. Exactly. <laughs> so step one is to acknowledge that, accept it, understand that you have the ability to rewire your sexual which is actually huge and i think people gloss over things like this where it's like the step isn't like an actionable step it's right. like a mental step and where people you are have like, to like i don't want to do that exercise yeah. or they're like yeah i get it same bodies and yeah it's like, no. no really think really about think it about like that we're connected uh-huh. like we all experience a lot of the same things yes like because so much happens in your brain yeah like you were saying you you it's mental gymnastics mm-hmm. to, to when you're Focusing on an or don't make the DJ when you're spinning the the ones and the twos. (laughs) Two, (laughs) you have no idea what I'm working with. Your butthole. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, back and forth. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hannah, go ahead and make that a gift. Um, Okay. Step two is to discover your sexual personality. So know that as a general rule, I'm an INFJ. In, in neutral fucking <laughs> journey. <laughs> yep. That's it. Is. Um, know that as a general rule for most people, a nervous system that is easily triggered is the number one way to put on the brakes or get in your head. So like the, the overarching thing about sex drive most people experience is I get in my head too much and it shuts down and arousal. it shuts down. It puts on the brakes Yeah, and knowing that stress is the number one reason. So if your mind wonders, if you're easily triggered, if you're highly sensitive, if you have a, um, a, a ramble, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, um, not a consciousness. I was going to say a rambling mind, but like rep- wandering mind. Mm, no ADHD ruminating okay Okay. ruminating thoughts like if you think you left the stove on and you can't do anything else until you check like what's what do i look like right now what is anything why do you make that grunting sound email later oh you're not even there you could even not even be sex related wow so if you're easily triggered by thought or distraction this is gonna be huge for you because knowing that stress is like the number one oh my god break again the mind yeah mind is very powerful um so step two is basically all about saying, okay, I'm willing to learn about my breaks and my gas. Um, step three is context is key. So finding environments where you both, if you're with a partner or by yourself or group or whatever, where you both feel safe and sexy is key. And they did this experiment with rats once upon a time. You know how they be experimenting on rats. Okay, I'm a Where rat. they put like these readers on one part of their brain and another where they put them in a neutral environment and they were able to turn the brain on more into arousal and they were able to turn it off in a neutral environment and they could like arouse it more they could arouse it less then they lifted the rats they put them in a positive environment a a rat strip club a rat strip club you got (laughs) wheels spinning poles flying got little pieces of dried corn in the corner i don't know what rats eat yeah okay um and it was much harder to turn the arousal off button on. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> How to turn it off mo- quicker to like slam the because brakes. It was harder because they, they were, were in, a in a positive environment. environment. Correct. So if it's like if your bedroom doesn't feel safe and sexy, if that feels like your place to sleep, sure. like find a new place to fuck. If your partner's trying to bone you every place you get, like grabbing your butt in public or pushing you to the side into a sexy closet a sexy closet what is a sexy closet i don't know if that exists kelsey's going to make one of her closets a sexy closet correct before this podcast is over exactly so is this still two what is this still two step three step three but it's again like mind like stress Mm -hmm. like where do i feel comfortable Mm -hmm. context is key um some of the best sex i ever had was at burning man 
which is see? everyone's freak flag is fr- flying. Every it's a non-judgment zone. Mm-hmm. You see all sorts of body types. Mm-hmm. You see people seeing pride in their bodies. Mm-hmm. There's like no negativity. Mm. It's like all just like kind of love. It really is like some unless your kink is something negative, like setting yourself up for success by knowing like okay, if I have a big email due presentation tomorrow, then. And like my room is a mess. And oh my god! I'm thinking about this Good other luck thing. Putting a lid on that and, and fucking. fucking and coming. Forget like you could get fucked, you're but like, like good luck coming. You're like I should not be no <clears throat> this sweaty right now. <sighs> I've had it drip into my eyes before, where I've been like when they're Ow. over you. Yeah, in my mouth. Oh god. Okay. You anyway. know one of the hottest positions hmm. is like me or you on our tummies uh-huh. i'm just saying okay and like someone like sir uh-huh. behind us uh-huh. and then their arms kind of on either side uh-huh. and like kind of like going like that and then like kissing the back of your neck and stuff Ooh. or like you're craning your head backwards so like yeah i do that all the time yeah one of my good. faves um next step know that society and capitalism is actually absolutely at this very moment, trying to ruin our pleasure. What do I mean by that? Celebrities, magazines, Instagram, relationship articles, movies, everything about sex and sex drive is mm-hmm. actively portraying inaccuracy, right? Do they know they're doing it? Of course. They're writing the best version. They're, you know, what we see with bodies, we've got body dysmorphia, what we see in mo- the way sex is portrayed in movies, the way porn is portrayed. Everything about our world is actively trying to push a certain agenda about what sex drive and desire and sex is supposed to look and feel like. We never really get to develop our own version of it. Okay. Okay. And you're saying they do know that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I want to argue mm-hmm. because Ugh, you love to argue. I love to argue. Um, it affects them too. What do you mean? Like capitalist pigs, mm-hmm. we'll call them. Like their family and loved ones are also like probably affected by oh, that. A hundred percent. So they just don't care. No, because we're projecting in a, a Eurocentric, thin cis hetero agenda that still rules majority of people's beliefs and understanding of like what equals successful desire so this is like where we should be starting like a a burning man like commune exactly quit your jobs get rid of your kids and your clothes move to a farm um i just wrote down like toss out the toxicity because it's like well how do you actually like survive and thrive in an area that we can't just throw out all of our clothes and our kids la of all places right so it's like are you unfollowing those unhealthy Instagram accounts that are making you feel good about your body? Are you watching like unrealistic types of porn? Are you comparing yourself to movie scenes you've seen and you're like, oh, this one wasn't as romantic as like, I don't know what they did on Gossip Girl. That's the only show I could think of. <laughs> so much romance on Gossip Girl. You know me in that show. Um, so that's like my tip is to just like also know that the, a lot of this isn't our fault. It's just the way society taught us to believe sex is supposed to in sexual drive is supposed to be. I maybe this is because we're in, in like an echo chamber of artists of a certain age, but like I kind of think cheesy romance things that you're kind of talking about mm-hmm. are ridiculous. Mm. Like they're they're absolutely ridiculous. Like the Notebook. Yes, I've yeah. actually never seen it. Isn't that crazy? What? I have no desire. I don't care that she remembers. Well, luckily for you, I have six steps to treating that desire, <laughs> lack of desire. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I think we maybe grew up more with girls, or like girls on HBO over Sex in the City. Sure. Although I guess it's still like yeah, it was basically still all about thin white fucking, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay, um, so this one is like the biggest one. And also, remember when I was like, oh, we're going to put a pin in something and come back to it? I think this was what it was about. Mm. Maybe that was the liking and wanting thing. Mm. Whatever. I'll just say it. Just because your genitals are responding doesn't mean you're aroused. And we've all heard the classic example of like some people who orgasm during sexual assault and like it's not their body's fault, it's just a biological response. Yes. But this is this to me this fact was really interesting. For men, the correlation between their level of arousal 
and the amount of blood flow to their genitals was about 50%. So the way that they were thinking Mm -hmm. about arousal and the way their genitals responded to arousal Mm -hmm. was about correlated 50%. Okay. Which is not a hundred the way we think men are supposed yeah. to be like you touch their dick and it's like Ugh, they're ready to go sure it's 50 percent. but that's just physical it doesn't mean there's anything mental going on no the, so the level of arousal mentally is 50 percent connected to correlation to their genitals okay for women it was less than 10 percent. so what your mind and what your body are doing for vulva, vulva owners is 90% not related to each other. So what you're thinking about in your brain could completely throw off your genital response. Or you could be wet as a fucking slip and slide and not be turned on at all. So when someone's like, she was so wet, that could mean fucking nothing. Yeah, that could 90% be. 90% of the time it is not correlated. So it's a Venn diagram with just a sliver of overlap. Don't call the pussy a sliver. (laughs) I'll call the pussy whatever Whatever I I want. (laughs) So that that I will be honest, that um, kind of confuses me. Okay, like, is it ever that you're sopping wet and 100 percent? Sure. Mentally. But it's less than 10 percent of the time that is the case. Yes. Okay. And for men, it's about 50-50. So okay. it's even less than I think what society believes men. But yeah, guys are like, men only want one yeah, thing. Yeah, like the like, wind blows the wrong way and they're ready to go. Sure. But for women, it could be like, your vagina is just horny as fuck, but you're mentally not there and vice versa. You could mentally really want it and your vagina is just like, I'm not going to get wet. And then your partner's like, they don't want me. Why doesn't like, no. they, why don't they get wet for me? Or like, I can't turn them on. But it's like your general response is only connected to what's happening upstairs less than 10%. Wow. Right? So, okay. So people just need this information. So I put like, so how do you know, right? If you or your partner is enjoying anything, (laughs) you you, don't, you gotta, (laughs) can you've got to communicate? You ask them, you can literally talk to them. And like, if you know yourself to be someone who often people are like, wow, you're so wet. And you're like, really? Cause I'm not attracted to you at all. Like, you know, then that like your genital response is not congruent with what's going on upstairs and you yeah. can communicate that. So you could be like, what turns me on mentally is uh-huh. this, that, and the other. Ooh, if you whisper that, or maybe I need more stimulation upstairs rather than at the genital area. Like there's ways to communicate to make this correlation a lot stronger and I think this first most simplest step is to just communicate and ask. Yeah. What turns the person on? Don't wait to guess and like see if you can figure it out. Oh my God. Because if you're just going off of them having a boner, especially if they're a dude, you're just shooting 50-50 still. I will say this is where, okay, and my, my perception is skewed because of grinder culture. Mm-hmm. But like guys, like in my experience, are very debased sex to... What are you into? Mm-hmm. And they want to know like top, bottom, verse, you know, oral, rimming, mm-hmm. bucking, uh, kink, whatever. Mm-hmm. But no one's saying like, oh, I really like to like, I mean, some guys say like long sessions, but that could mean anything. That could yeah. mean they're on drugs and then they want to plow you for an hour. No, thanks. But um, yeah, exactly. But it's like <laughs> no one's being like, oh, like I really like to like talk and be connected after and care like lick yeah, yeah. And like, or like making out yeah yeah o- only a very small percentage or will be like making out and like, i think straight men do that shit too to, to women because they think it's gay to like to like cuddle yeah yeah but i think women are really fucking good at it with each other oh i bet but also i think i can say i'm very good at it now because i've decided i'm going to be that's yeah. as simple as it's been I've decided I'm going to be very communicative and really good at explaining what I need. Like that guy, the one who we're going to just like meet up and I'm going to be blindfolded and like not know anything about him. I was like, this is fun, but I need aftercare. Like I need you to stay after and like have dinner with me and like have with a the snack. blindfold still on. <laughs> I never see him. Or like, I need you to like get me a, a warm compress afterwards. Or like, I need you to scratch my back or like whatever it is. Like I, Need to be vocal. Yeah. He needs to deliver. Yeah. And if you can't, then you don't get any. 
So that's uh, that's it from my side. Is this we're at an hour. Stop. Oh my god, we didn't even get to your side. My side was kind of like it. De- I definitely didn't do as much work as you. Well, I told you I wanted to go a little crazy. Yeah, you did. But maybe we could just do a part two. We could. Mine was, or I can I can jam it in real quick. Oh yeah, a- you can. <laughs> Um, I was tasked with like sex drive and um, like antidepressants yes. and the correlation. And I will say the most fascinating thing I found was that like 30 to 50 percent of people who have undiagnosed depression suffer sexual inconsistencies or like sexual Whoa. difficulties. Yeah. So like, yes, there is a correlation between antidepressants or specifically SSRIs, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors nice. affecting your sex drive. Sex drive. Um, but there's also a lot of sexual dysfunction in just the depression. Right. So like the options, if you're experiencing that, which I did, my personal journey was on Zoloft, mm-hmm. um, which is an SSRI. I'm also on Wilbutrin, which is not an SSRI. Mm-hmm. So SSRIs, um, they lower or they they basically let you be chill and relaxed, mm-hmm. but that also tones down your desire right. for sex. Because it's like trying to break through a barrier that you're literally medicating yeah, to say, it's like, don't no, be you don't want to do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also interesting, though, and Taylor Tomlinson has this bit where it's like, I don't know if I've if my sex drive has decreased or my self-esteem has gone up. And it's like, I don't want to fuck you. Like, you've got to be kidding me and i relate to that a little bit yeah um but oh you know what we were saying earlier it was that like i can act sexually compulsively or Uh like spontaneously but i don't like that behavior in myself because i'm not connecting my brain to my junk i'm like let's get an orgasm and some like positive affirmation from this guy wanting me and then i'll feel i'll get that i wish i was that way you see, we just I tried to act that way this middle. weekend and I Yeah, just with that guy. Like, yeah. Wait till I show you a picture of this guy. I cannot oh my God. wait. Was the dick good? <laughs> um, okay, so but but so while uh SSRI can lower your sex drive or like lower your desire for sex, the things you can do are adjust the uh-huh. dosage, which you should do with your doctor. Yeah. Um, you should assess the time you're taking it. Ooh, smart. Like I take mine at night when I'm about to go to bed. Sleepy time. Sleepy time. Because it can make you drowsy. Yeah. But I take a little beacher in the morning and it like gives you a little pep. But um and then uh the other thing is oh uh, uh don't abuse drugs and alcohol. That huge <laughs> alcohol, especially it is a depressant. Yeah, and it's it a will poison. Fuck with your dick, with everything, everything, with everything. Your but mind, your body, your dick. Yeah, and the communication you have between mm-hmm. um, the things. And then the last one. Try a different drug you had written down. <laughs> Did I? Oh, try a different <laughs> yeah medication. medication. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, thought, I was like, I just said don't do drugs <laughs> except shrooms. Yeah. No, and then the last one uh, was reassess your relationship. Yeah, reassess the your sexual partner, the relationship you have with your sexual partner. There is a world in which you just don't have the same. You're not as compatible desire. as you once were, yeah. and but you can get, you can figure all these things out by communicating. Um, um, and then you had a, a little bolded note that said, "Gay men are not more interested oh, gay in men, sex." Yeah. That's the myth that I said earlier. It's just that we've been sexualized oh, and oh, 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 we um we've been debased to oh gay guys first of all guys uh-huh. only want one thing sex gay guys horny 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 because it's two guys oh yeah. I bet you guys fuck all the time we could I guess but like as a gay man like no I don't want to fuck all, all the, the time. time no meanwhile I'm over here just fuck me but fuck I think me. we both can use this list and learnings in different ways right because like right now mine is like clearly my mind and body are like disconnecting and yours is like your desire and and drive are are, still mind and body and it doesn't mean either of them are wrong or incorrect but for me it's obviously a problem you seem pretty thrilled i mean i like just the concept of getting better yeah but um i also think again it's like a long road you're in it with yourself, so be patient and be kind. Assess what you like and what you don't like. It's amazing because you can't have an open, honest communication with your partner if you're not being honest with, with yourself, yourself about what you like. As my therapist, Michelle, always says, who is the only person, emotions that we are responsible for? And I always go, me, me, mine, mine, 
and it's myself a great lesson that's worth all the money you pay her oh man so much um zach this was a good long episode i know it was a long end i talked at you a long time so thanks for bearing with me i loved it good um now i'm going crazy i swore it said one hour and something when you said that i looked down and it was at 51 minutes oh so i, think I you saw, saw the one well, that's okay we've okay, ended before so the hour good. yeah um you can find zachary at zach Noe towers do you have anything exciting coming up any shows oh my God, yes um um april 20 uh, april 16th I'm doing a show in London <gasps> at the Bill Murray Comedy Club. There. That's where I was supposed to do the live shows Stop. during the pandemic. Yeah, that's Stop. where I'm doing it. It's like it's like a it's like a 6 p.m. Friday show. Oh my god! So Wait, if you are in so London, fun. please we come. should go and we should do a live show because that's where it was supposed to be before the pandemic. We should set started. up a let's get give this like a like a minute. Yeah, give it a month or two. Okay, and then like let's do it. Okay, uh, you can find me at Kelsey Dara on all the things. Also, go check out Swapskis. It's Women's History Month or some shit like that. So go support women. Um, we're launching a crowdfunding campaign to raise money to finish our app. So go check it out at Swapskis. You can follow me at Kelsey Dara on all the things. Rate this five stars. If you're not going to rate it five stars, don't because... We're sensitive. We're sensitive. I'm sensitive. This and is one of my favorite pieces of merch ever. I have it in three pieces. colors. White, pink, and oh black. Oh my God, you have all three? Well, I bought, you gave me one and you, when you released the book, I bought you one and then like you it. gave me, yeah. no, it just, I've it worn it. Yeah. It's like, it was a white one. This is a true I fan. can't buy things in white. I just no. can't. Insane. I'm not there yet. White sheets. I love, but I can't do it. I do have white sheets and there. I had to wash them twice yesterday. Yeah, anyway, uh, we will see you next week. Coffee dance. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.